You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the South Bay Church service today. Uh, my name is Taishi. I want to welcome you all. I'm happy to be here uh, to worship our God and our Lord Jesus. So, welcome. So, the reason I'm, I'm here on the stage today is because this month is um, Asian and Pacific American Heritage Month. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not technically Asian American, but Rhett still told me that I still qualified to come up here. So. Yeah. So I want to read a quote from the government website uh, about the description of this month. Uh, May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, a celebration of Asians and Pacific Islanders in the United States. A rather broad term, Asian Pacific encompasses all of the Asian continent and the Pacific Islands of Melanesia. Micronesia and Polynesia. And then the reason why it's May is because um, to commemorate the immigration of the first Japanese to the United States in May 7th in 1843 and to mark the anniversary of the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad on May 10th in 1869. And, and all the other ways that Asian Pacific Islands has contributed to building up this nation. So that say, I want to see some hands who, if you're Asian, a Pacific Islander, how many, how many of you are in that, from the heritage? So we have a, quite a few. So thank you. Yeah, we wanted to acknowledge and appreciate uh, that. Um, yeah, that said, I wanted to share one thing, one culture of, uh, from, from where, uh, from, uh, one of the cultures uh, where I'm from, Japan. So in Japan, there's like a style of poem. It's called haiku. It's like ghost 575. So it's like ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-
virtue, and then that same virtue kind of describes who Jesus was. So it kind of, uh, I can see that Jesus is universal. And then just like it says in, the, uh, it says in Roman, the gospel uh, brings salvation to all nations. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And then if you're interested in doing haiku with me, please come to me. Um, but that said, I believe there will be a lot of Asian and Pacific Island people coming up on the stage. So, so look, looking forward to that. And just celebrating our culture and uh, worshiping God together. Yeah. Um, so with that, and then also it seems like there is a special announcement later on in the service. So I'm looking forward to that too. I don't know what it is, but we'll see. Um, so with that, uh, we will go to prayer, but, uh, after the prayer, we have a time to greet the neighbors, and then during that time, please take your kids to Kids Kingdom. Okay, we'll go to prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly God, thank you so much for today that we can gather here and, uh, worship you, God. Uh, please help us to become one, and thank you for being the God that, um, loves all of us, uh, no matter what ethnicity, no, uh, background, no matter how strong or weak we are, how, how, uh, no matter how unique we are, uh, your love covers all of us. So thank you for being that God for us. And uh, yeah, looking forward to today um, that we can celebrate you. Hope that we all, we all will have fun today. Uh, we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
right, let's be making our way back to our seats, everybody. So May is uh, Asian Heritage Month, 
right? So uh, you might ask, uh, you know, why, why do we celebrate Asian Heritage Month and we are in a church setting? So my answer is that just like every culture, we have different cultures, different races in our church, and we just want to celebrate each other's birthdays just like we do it with our own kids. So here we are just taking a chance to just highlight some things for you. So this morning, before I do that, um, I just wanted to kind of, you know, I thought about just doing the lessons. Um, what can I share about my own heritage? And all I can think of is the stories I can share with you. But before I do that, to those who are mature in age and spirit in our, uh, our, uh, our church, I just want to say, you know what? I know that you have even more amazing stories than I can share. So what I want to ask you is that with the humility is that just listen to my story just like you're listening to your kid's story. And uh, for those who, uh, who are starting to come to church, I hope I can encourage you with my story about your family and our families. So in order to do that, I want to share with you first where I'm from. So uh, here's a little uh, hint for you. Let me see. All right. So here's a quiz. So, who knows who these people are? Oh. Oh. I see it. All right, one more time. There you go. All right. Okay. So, it's, they, just in case you don't know who they are, they are BTS, right? All right. So, you know what? My, my wife gives me a hard time, but I, I'm a fan of BTS. They're awesome. So in 2022, actually, they were most followed music group on Instagram. They were most followed music group in, on TikTok. They were most followed music act on Twitter. And they're most streamed group on Spotify. So uh, I'm from the same country, so I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> All right. Just in case you didn't know who they were, I know some of the uh, you know, older brothers and sisters are like, who, who are they, right? So I'm going to give you another hint. All right. Do you know who this was? Okay, all right. So, funny thing is that, you know, we, I, I heard about this show so many times. So I've been asking my wife, to, can we see, like, watch it? So we actually just watched it, like, a month ago. And it was amazing, right? So this was a Netflix's, so far, most watched TV show with 1.65 billion hours, right? So, this is where I'm from. So, you guys heard of K-drama, K-pop, right? So, I'm from Korea. So, just in case where you guys, you don't know where, you, where Korea is. So, it's a very, actually, small country. So, it's in the East Asia. So, it uh, bears border with uh, China and Russia and kind of nestled in between Japan, China, and Russia. So, I'm from South Korea. And please don't ask if I'm from North Korea because they can't come out of the, right? Okay, we all know that, huh? <laughs> okay, got you. So this is how small it is. So the country of South Korea is 24.69% of California size, just under a quarter. So just imagine how small it is. It's not even a size of a state, but it's quarter size of California, okay? So, now you know where I'm from. We're going to actually look at some scriptures. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. So it's a 
book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 50 through 51. So this is our main passage, and we'll come back to this uh, for our communion, but I just wanted to read it together as we uh, start our uh, uh, message. It says, verse 50, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Verse 51, At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So in my mind, this is the, one of the most significant passages in the Bible. And this is what changed the trajectory of our family. With that, here's a definition of a heritage, what we're going to talk about today. So I'm just going to read to you. Heritage is something that is handed down from the past as a tradition, a national heritage of honor, pride, and courage, something that comes or belongs to one by reason of birth, an inherited lot or portion, something reserved for one, the heritage of the righteous, something that has been or may be inherited by legal descendants, legal descent or succession, any property, especially land, that develop, develops by right of inheritance. So in order to share my, inher- my heritage, I'd like to uh, uh, introduce you to two people. There you go. All right. So this is my father and my mother. My father, his name is uh, Gun An. It's a different name. My name is Kyung. His name is Gun. Right? And then my name, my mo- mother is Jiwon uh, Chae. So they are amazing parents, but let me just tell you real quick. So don't think my father smiles like this all the time because <laughs> <laughs> he's a traditional Korean man. <laughs> so, but this became one of our favorite picture in our family because we capture the, one of the most rarest moments <laughs> in our, our family history. And just like uh, my wife and I are talking, my, uh, my dad, is, he's a man of a few words. Okay? Now, here's my mom. She's actually a hero of my faith, and I'll share a little bit about her more. And, you know, I can take days just describing how incredible she is. And the reason is that, more than anything else, it's her love for God. So, just to give a background of my heritage, I have to share with you where my father and mother mother come from. Okay. So just to kind of give you an idea, this is uh, where my father came from, and this is what my father's house would look like when he actually lived uh, grown up. So um, it's called the 99-room house, um, literally meaning that there are 99 sections or the rooms, including you know, bathrooms or working or anything like that. Now, why is it 99? Because in the olden days of Korea, only people who can have more than 99 rooms, 100 rooms were kings, so that the people who are not kings, they couldn't have more than 99 rooms. So my father, he actually grew up there um, until the Korean War, which is 1950. So he grew up in this compound with his um, great-grandparents, Great parents, his parents, his siblings, his cousins, numbering about 100 people. 
So just imagine how big and how bustling it was to just live with your entire clan. So during the war, um, my father, just like everyone else, his family had to flee from the war. So they lived in um, Seoul. And this place was where my father lived was right next to palace because of um, where my father's family came from. So when they uh, uh, fled you know, down to the south, um, our family kind of separated by, you know, just by just what happened. And the compound no longer exists. Now, funny thing is that growing up, I've heard about this place so many times. And I never lived there, but I remember the address because they've told me the address so many times. Wow. Okay? Um, now, as you can imagine, growing up in this place, how traditional our family was. So growing up, I remember going to a New Year's uh, uh, meal to my grandparents' house. My grandfather would have his own table by himself, and he would have, you know, if you guys have been to a Korean restaurant, you would have all like small dishes. So he would sit by himself and eat. And we'll have another long table with all my uncles, all the male figures sitting together. And then we'll have, you know, every culture, right? The kids' table. And unfortunately, all I, you know, my aunts and my, my, uh, all the female, they were working in the kitchen because they had to feed, you know, 100 people at a time. So that's how I grew up. But as the time progresses, uh, times change, you know, I started noticing that my grandfather started joining the table with all my uncles, right? It's a little change. And then as I got a little bit older, my, my aunts kind of started joining. But there's one thing that didn't change, right? The kids' table was always a kids' table, <laughs> just like here. So, now with that, um, the Christian background from Korea. So in 1900, there was only 1%, less than actually 1% of the country's population was Christian. And you can imagine why, so it's different cultures. Now by 2010, roughly about 3 out of 10 South Koreans were Christian. And about one-third is Buddhist, and then the rest is just, there's no religion. They don't believe in anything else. So, that's sort of a background, and now I'm going to tell you uh, my story. So, my journey, actually, uh, uh, learning about God started in preschool. And then, for some reason, my mom actually sent us to a, a preschool and kindergarten run by Catholic nuns. So... But I don't remember learning anything about uh, God or anything like that, but I remember learning about uh, Christian songs and little kids' songs and going home and just singing those songs to my mom. And when I got to elementary school, I attended church with my piano teacher. So my parents actually never took us to church, but somehow we went to church. So you wonder, okay, where are your parents? Remember uh, the tradition that my father followed? they were sort of a die-hard, a devoted Buddhist. So even though my mom had a wish to go to church, she couldn't actually even mention of going to church because they would bring rage against my mom. And, you know, that's a story from another time. So when I was even eight, nine years old, my siblings and I, we went to a church by ourselves. We literally walked to church. You know, my parents weren't there. We, my sister, my brother, and I, we just went to church on Sunday, Sunday school. We just kind of did activities, and we just thought 
oh, fun, we'll just go there. <laughs> now, during those times, my mom couldn't make it to church, but later on I found out that those times, for my mom, desire for God was brewing in her heart. And she desired so much to go to church. And even when she was visiting us uh, uh, about three months ago, she was uh, sharing with us that whenever she passed by the church, she, all she wanted to was just, she wanted to just walk into church and see what was in there. And she desired that so much. Now, after several years, despite of much opposition, my mom convinced my grandma and some people and finally able to attend church. And you can say she was so happy. Now, right, once the fire burns, you can't stop there. So my mom said, okay, you know what, now I want to go to midweek service. <laughs> so I remember uh, my mom, she made a deal with my father that she will go to midweek service, but she'll be home before my dad gets home. Again, you know, my, my dad, he's amazing, but he's a traditional Korean father. He gets home and he expects a dinner on the table, right? So I remember one day, um, my mom was pretty good about it. One day my mom, uh, she was at church, but somehow my dad got home early than expected. And just imagine, he was furious. And I was probably in a junior high elementary school, and he was yelling and screaming, telling, call your church pastor. Tell, you know, get her to come home. Otherwise, I'm going to go and burn the church down. And I remember being so scared, and that's sort of my parents. And now, I went through a church that way. Now, I got to a, a teen, teenage, preteens and uh, teenage, and these were teens and preteens, right? So the church that I kind of enjoyed going, when you get to a preteen and teenage, man, it became super boring, right? <laughs> and I didn't want to go, and I, I can't relate. Now, the opposite happened while I was like, oh, man, this is super boring. My mom was on fire. So she will not accept me not going to church. And she would sometimes do this nightly devotional at home for 30, 45 minutes, praying and teaching us Bible. So I said, you know what? I got to come up with a few tricks of my own. So uh, I thought I was, you know, brilliant. So now the first trick that I was... Before the church, I would always go into the bathroom to take a shower. And then I would just be there for 30 minutes. My mom knocking on the door. And, you know, I would just stay there until she can no longer wait. And she would just go to church. And, right? And I know you guys done that before. Don't tell me I was the only one. So, I, you know, this is my junior high time. I'm thinking, free at last. This is good. Now, your parents, they, they, they catch on that, so right? So we go, no more, no more, no more shower in the morning. <laughs> so I said, okay, you know what, let me do something else. So literally, um, I had, I had, my next idea was that I uh, created like a tennis club, Sunday morning tennis club at 6 a.m. <laughs> I literally went to school and I convinced my friends, dude, <laughs> 6 a.m., you gotta come play tennis with me. <laughs> So I literally would go 6 a.m. to like 9. I would just play as long as I can. I would just stay out until my mom leaves. And then when I see her leaving, I would just come to the house. So I go, man, finally fear last. But again, you know, it doesn't last too long. So my Christian life as a teen kind of moved, 
move that way. And when I turned 16, some of you guys know, um, actually, my parents decided to send my, my brother and I to, uh, to the States to uh, uh, get further education. So we went to Seattle, Washington. It was a little scary. Didn't speak any language of uh, any English. And um, I just literally uh, came to America speaking like 10 words. Now, out of all the things that I thought about, I thought to myself, free at last. I don't have to go to church. <laughs> so, um, or maybe, you know, when I feel like it. So when I moved here first, I had to stay with my uncle and aunt, whom I have never actually met, especially my uncle, because he's been here for so long. Now, yes, you guess you're right. Guess what happened? Yes. I had to go to church every week and it would stay longer because they were so devoted. Now, after one year of staying with them, uh, we decided to move out. So my senior in high school, my brother, who uh, I have a twin brother, we actually moved out uh, on our own. So finally, again, my brother and I go, man, dude, this is, this is it. This is our opportunity free at last. <laughs> now, finally, no one's going to tell us to get up on Sunday. And I've never actually slept in on Sundays because I always had to go to church. So first Sunday, we're just kind of sleeping in. And I hear a knock on the door <laughs> saying, I'm here to pick you up. And it wasn't my uncle. And it wasn't my aunt. It was a brother, big brother that I never asked for, who said, I'm your big brother. I'm here to come pick you up every Sunday. <laughs> so I, through my, my through two years of high school, I went to church, right? Now, my, I graduated high school from Seattle, and I came to, uh, I got into a, a USC. So finally, we go, okay, we don't know anybody, me and my brother, both of us, we don't know anybody at SC. No one's going to knock on the door. <laughs> no one's going to ask us to go to church. <laughs> right? So we, uh, yes, so we, uh, uh, we went home to visit, and then we actually, uh, we flew literally from Korea to uh, uh, LAX. And then, you know, we call them land of freedom, right? So we, uh, we get here, and uh, I remember it was uh, 1992, uh, month of July on Thursday. I, remember, I don't remember the date, but it's the month of July on Thursday. So we uh, check into a, uh, uh, the dormitory uh, uh, place, and then we, we get assigned our dorm, and we're just waiting for a shuttle to take us. So while we're uh, waiting uh, for a shuttle, there was a guy, red-haired guy, his name is Jim Hornbuckle, and he's just kind of waiting. Do you know? So, okay. So he's just kind of talking to us. I'm thinking, okay, I'm a nice guy. So he invites us. And this is literally within two hours of arriving in LA. <laughs> With these big bags from Korea saying, land of freedom, I thought. And he invites us to a church and a Bible talk. And I thought, you know what? I'm a nice guy. I don't say no to anyone, say sure, why not? But hey, he doesn't know where I live, right? <laughs> so it's okay. 
So we're waiting for a shuttle this Thursday, and it's July, and we didn't know that the shuttle, uh, they, they don't run after 5 o'clock. So we're waiting, waiting, and um, Jim basically said, you know what, I'll just walk you guys to the dorm. <laughs> I didn't know where anything was, so I said, okay, sure, fine, why don't you take it? So we, he, 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 uh, uh, he take us to the dorm, and I go, okay, bye, never see you again, thank you. <laughs> so uh, it was 7 p.m., knock on the door. <laughs> Jim says, I'm here to pick you up from Bible Talk. So the day that I arrived, we went a Bible talk. <laughs> so now I didn't know. Later on, I found that that Jim was that day. He was just walking around the campus, looking for people to invite to church. And here he saw two kids. We were 18 years old with these big, like four bags, from Korea, just waiting. And we got invited to church. Now. Next day on Friday, we had a volleyball at Santa, Santa, Santa Monica Beach, and we were invited. I said, yeah, why not? Again, 5 p.m., knock on the door. I'm here to pick you up. Sunday morning, 9 a.m., knock on the door. I'm here to pick you up. <laughs> so without going further, you see the pattern, right? <laughs> so the rest is history for me. A month later, I said it again. I said, free at last. But this time, I'm just going to get emotional. He gave me exactly what I asked for. It was a free at last, free from sin. So that's my story. Now, it's not funny if it ends here, right? We have more for you. So the heritage is that something that comes or belongs to one by reason or birth. Now the heritage that I share with you, my tradition, it's no longer existed because I received new heritage. So I want to share with you very quickly of what kind of heritage I received. So. I have to introduce you a uh, couple people before I uh, share about new heritage. So uh, here's a person named Kay. So his is a uh, FOB. Oh, right, right, FOB. Yeah. You guys know what FOB means? Yeah. I'll give you a hint though, because I'm just a nice guy. It's uh, fresh off the boat, right? <laughs> so 22 years old, Korean. Never dated, been a Christian for four years. And there's a person named Jay, he or she, born in Connecticut, 26 years old, African-American, single mom with a five-year-old daughter, been a Christian for one year. So uh, any guesses? All right. So that's them, right? So I told Red, I, uh, he, we talked about, you know, this is a high-resolution picture, but, you know, in the 90s, this is how the pictures look like, <laughs> okay? So, uh, so if you look at, uh, if you look at these, what I, what I share with you is that 
you will never imagine these people meeting or even being friends for 10 years best friends and to the point even getting married because I would have actually never even spoken to a person like this. But the new heritage allows us to have a different mindset. Okay? Now, Okay. Now, we're actually, uh, we're going to go to uh, our main message, uh, passage in Matthew 27, 50, verse, uh, 50 through 51. It says, When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So you might opinion this is the most significant verse in the Bible changed the course of my family and probably your family as well. So this curtain separated the second room called the Holy of Holies from the holy place. The Holy of Holies were earthly dwelling place of God's presence. Only the high priest was permitted to pass beyond to enter into God's presence for all of Israel and make atonement for their sins. So when the curtain was torn in half, it started a new era for me, new culture, new heritage. It abolished the old law. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't called on-family heritage. It wasn't called Korean heritage or even Asian heritage. It's called Jesus heritage. Amen. So before we pray for communion, I want to share one more picture with you. And this is a picture from two years ago celebrating my father's 80th birthday. Okay? So there were times that I didn't speak to my parents for many years getting married to my wife. Now, we take vacation together every year. Not only that my parents come visit my wife and I every month, every, every year, for a month at a time. During the time, we share many meals together, many hours of conversation. We read the Bible together. We talk about God. We share our dreams for our church and God's church. So this is a new generation of family built on Jesus, not on tradition. These are people who love God, and we have some battle scars to show for all of us. So I've gotten older, but things are the same. The older generation, we want to impress Jesus upon younger generations. My daughter, my nephew, my niece, navigating through their own life. But I'm faithful because I know what God has done for me. I share that with you. And he will do the same for the next generation, for my children and your children. Amen. So lastly, remember the man who told his son, that he's going to burn the church down? Yeah. See, he's not smiling over there, right? <laughs> My dad. So after retiring from his architecture career in his 60s, he completed his proudest project ever. He helped to design. He helped to design and build and raise money for a church building for his local ministry. God is amazing.
He turned a man who wanted to burn down his church to a man who built a church for him. So, to end, you might have thought I was here to speak about and celebrate Asian heritage. Well, by now, I hope you realize that I'm not talking about Asian heritage. I'm here to celebrate Jesus and new tradition that he has gifted us. It's called Jesus Heritage. So today, uh, there's no more old tradition in our family. The tradition has been torn in half and no longer exists. When the curtain was torn in half, it freed our family from the bondage of the law. And now we live in Jesus' heritage. And I hope your family does well. So let's pray. God, uh, you're an amazing God. You're an awesome God. You freed us from the bondage of old law, the traditions that our family carries. God, uh, now we are under a new heritage, new culture, new tradition called Jesus heritage. God, please help us to be faithful for our future. Please help us to be faithful that our children will carry the new heritage behind us. God, thank you for your mercy, your love, your grace. We pray all these things in your Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.